Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Everybody, welcome back to Elder Scrolls Off the Record for episode number 41. We are back. We had a little one-year episode special for you guys last week. Had a great out. We had a great response from everybody on that. Thanks everybody for your happy birthday wishes to the network and your happy birthday wishes to Mr. Evarwini. Um, speaking of which, I am Joe the Widget Wilson, and joining me is the crazy Catman himself, Evarwin. <laughs> Is that my official intro now? Some ladies screaming at her cats and <laughs> cats meowing back. <laughs> Great to be here, Joe, for episode 41 of The Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. In Nern. Sorry. Where the nerds gather. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All Great right. to be here. And joining us, as always, is the Lewing lore master himself, Lewis Alon. Hello, Joe. Hello, Evarwin. Hello, everyone. Lou! Lou! Wow, 41 it's episodes. Lou. We're getting there. Yeah, man, it's just going to go up. It's funny how math works. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and join, joining us is the man whose pigtails are in the Hall of Fame for the sexiness, <laughs> Mr. David Adams. <laughs> <laughs> You're having too much fun with that sound. I am. Have to over and take it away from you. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, hey, everybody. Sounds. Evarwin, start talking again so I can so I can say hello to people. That sounds like a good idea. Let's do that. Um, <laughs> so the the collection of sounds. Hello, that everybody <laughs> at home. Everybody <laughs> listening. Glad I could be back for another wonderful episode of Elder Scrolls. I'm glad you're here, Dave. I really mean that. I'm glad you're here. As yeah, always. Parts. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. This feels like third grade. <laughs> <laughs> we heart you, Dave. <laughs> all right let's get into our sponsor so we can get into the fun yeah yeah our our show is sponsored by tweakedaudio.com uh as always you can you can head over to tweakedaudio.com for the best headphones earbuds that money can buy 33 percent off is what you get when you enter the code off the record you can choose from four styles six colors comes with an optional microphone engineered for durability engineered for unbelievable sound noise reduction quality it'll fit itself into any of your mp3 player iphone ipod android devices you name it it fits it's all good you know where to go tweakedaudio.com off the record is the code that you want to use for 33 percent off and free shipping tweakedaudio.com all right a couple little tidbits before we move into the meat and potatoes and the first tidbit is, is me and Ivarwin will be out of town on business next week, so we will not be here for the recording. 
Yeah, we'd like to go into a little bit more, but um, what we'll say is it's for a really good reason. You're really going to be happy, and it's directly related to the show. I think you went too far, sir. It's directly related to the (laughs) Quest Gaming Network's scope of discussion. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what we're going to do instead is Dave is going to lead next week's show, and Fred has confirmed he will hop in as second chair with Lou and Dave and they'll do a show for you guys next, next week so we don't have to miss one. So a round of applause to those guys for filling in the spots there. Did um, I agree to that? <clears throat> yeah, you did. Yeah, last night. <laughs> Remember that meeting that we all had? <laughs> yeah, numb nuts, get with it. And we're all like, hey Dave, <laughs> would you like to first chair Elder Scrolls off the record next week? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Wow, that actually does, uh, that sounds like me. So. Yeah, that was you sick last night. <laughs> I was probably right, yeah. <laughs> Praying to God and hoping for death. <laughs> Please end the pain. <laughs> also, and I completely forgot the other news. Oh, yeah, yeah. We are doing a new format with the show tonight. We are going into the network's new direction for our formatting of our shows the new ones are launching very very soon so we're going to be moving elder scrolls off the record into that format as long as star wars or sator reforged already has been doing it so bear with us as we go through this tonight so let's get in to the meat and potatoes oh my favorite part of the podcast meat and potatoes. gravy please hey someone asked me what i had for dinner today like seriously someone asked me what did you have for dinner tonight I had meat and potatoes. I had I had uh, beef stew, and there was some potatoes in there, so I had meat and potatoes. That's awesome. It's awesome for me. I Probably had meat and beans, so expect some uh, weird noises. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Good you old chili cheese dogs. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm we're sure. in uh, food off the record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> food. Glorious food. Oh, man. So, how was everyone's week in game? We have a lot to go over. I'm looking at these notes going, oh, jeez, what do we got going on here? But, you know, I got a... I was looking at Luz, and he says he's uh, going, continuing his Dawnguard adventures. I'm curious. Did you actually make oh, it past, yeah. like, the first two minutes of the quest? Yes. Yes, I did. I actually made it this in. time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I decided to go continue on with the Dawnguard quest line. Although, looking at my journal... And seeing all the miscellaneous quests and thinking to myself, I have 25 plus. Nah, Dawn Guard. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. So I actually got to the point where I would. If no one has done this yet, spoiler alert. Um, I got the two people recruited for Isran. And I brought them. Well, they met me back at uh, Fort Dawn Guard. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Did you find the gears? The gyros? No, I scoured that entire freaking Thank map. You. Well, you everything, every mud thing. crab in that area. I gave. Oh. Actually, it's, yeah, not a, I like, it's not a mud crab. It's sitting there right on the bank of the river. A satchel, right there. Apparently right not. Her. It's in the same spot every playthrough. It's right there. Wait, there's a gyro in a sack near the NPC that gives you the quest. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> oh, you know, I was killing, I was actually looking to kill. You know, it was gonna be a loot item from one of those mud crabs. I'm the only I'm one not- that finishes quest in like ten seconds. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, people. These are the people I work for or work with. The main yeah. support beam of my of my weekend game is has been has been looking for that gyro too, Lou. So don't feel bad. <laughs> okay, I got to hear this. See what I was talking about. That's the exact thing I was saying the other week. <laughs> so 
how did you guys eventually both find your uh, gyros that were right there? <laughs> right next to Oh, me. man. Well, there's a there's Probably a guy that sells halal food on a, in a cart not far away from the NPC, so I just got my gyro from him. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy. Alrighty, Sorry, is that, a New, is that a New York City thing? I don't know. <laughs> it, it must be. So, I know what you're talking about, but half of the people listening won't even understand what you meant. So. It might, yeah. Now, Lou, go ahead, and I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you later. <laughs> it's involved. <laughs> so I got those two back, and in a surprise, you know, I was actually I was actually pretty happy that uh, Serana came back into the storyline. Because I totally thought when I first dropped her off last week, and I left off, that, yeah, she had a, a big part to play, but not this, I guess, early. I guess for me in the story, for Dawn Guard. So I thought it was pretty cool that she came back. And now I got her back as a traveling companion, which is awesome because I like, <laughs> you know, she provides an extra backup. Much better than Lydia. Since she's range, it doesn't get in my way. Yeah, and she, she hits like a truck. And you said yeah, Serana and back, and that just got me thinking. I don't like Serana at all, but she's got a killer badunkadunk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I, I could just watch her go all day. All right, anyway, I'm sorry. That was really bad. Bad Joe. Lou, you were saying. You know, I wonder if the, the CDDE mod that you and I use will actually work on her. Or, you know, it's actually defaulting on her. I wonder that same thing, too. <laughs> Check that out. Try that out. Um, anyway. <laughs> as a side. But also, with that, I also, in tandem, I was also finishing the uh, main story quest. So I actually went and actually brought her along. And I went to uh, the top, uh, you know, floor of the world. And I... Use the Elder Scroll and pick up the Dragon Wrench out. And I must say, I really like that cutscene. You know, first time I, you know, if anyone's not familiar, I, it's the first time I've ever seen this part of the game because I, you know, I take so long with these characters. And I really enjoyed, you know, opening up the Elder Scroll and then just fading back through time and just watching everything. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, you know, that's an that, awesome scene. Yeah, so that time haze with all that Elder Scroll windings. Yeah. <laughs> Elder Scrolls windings. <laughs> Elder Scrolls windings. <laughs> Folks, it's not a language, it's just windings. <laughs> yes. And in my surprise, though, when you actually learned it, and then all of a sudden being transported pretty quickly back forward to your own present timeline, and then fighting the big man himself, the big dragon himself, you know, I was totally unprepared. I was like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> it's a tough fight. Yeah, and he kicked my ass. I was like, I had no idea what was going on. I was like, what do you mean Alden's here? What the, what the bleep? What? <laughs> and yeah, it was my first playthrough. <laughs> definitely don't see it coming, that's for sure. Yeah, and he just came out of nowhere, just roasted me like some, you know, barbecue grill master. I was like, all right, there goes the next save file. Let's load that one up. But yeah, I got that up done. Um, of course... You know, I, I was trying to use bow and arrows on him. You know, he's flying in the air initially. And I tried to peg him <laughs> with my bow and arrow. It didn't quite work. And besides, it wouldn't work anyway because my archery is still at 80. Well, I just got up to 80. I'm sorry. It's going really, really slow. Yeah, but you're at 80. Yeah, but, uh, you know, at this point, you know... what? 80's not bad. That gives you a lot of the, the key perks. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, 90 is all you really need to be because the 100... The hundred skill is not really even worth it. Really? Mm-hmm. So you're there, Lou. You're there. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say. All right, so I guess we're good. <laughs> you're doing good. You're doing good. Uh, you know, for, for some reason, like for some mobs, you know, the arrow hits like a Mack truck, and some others, it feels like it's just a mosquito. 
you know, and that yeah. usually you know makes me just turn back to melee weapons. And all right, now I'm better, <laughs> you know, because the melee weapons, are, you know, it's not a problem. I have no problems with anything in the game so far with melee weapons. I get up close and personal, but range, for some reason, I feel like it's lacking. So I, you know, I've got this thing in the back of my head is uh, I'm always doubting myself with the archery on this character. Well, you got yourself up to level 80. I, I don't know why you would doubt yourself. You're, you're obviously doing very, very well. Yeah, but, you know, I'm like a completionist, so I like to get all those skills up as much as I can. I like to see it at 100 <laughs> on, the, uh, on the skills bar, but, you know, I mean, if you guys think it's good now, then, uh, you know, I'm not yeah, going to worry. Sometimes, Lou, you need to let go and let Talos. I started playing my other archer because I was getting fed up with my other girl to, last night. Oh, my, my BA hot ass honey from Doom Arrow. Um, she she's at a hundred archery, but I never put any points in past eighty. The last of it came naturally. You know what happened with it? So I start out with my one-handed but knuckle dunk chick. Um, <laughs> I've been, I've been playing too much Borderlands lately. I apologize. Uh, first thing. <laughs> well, first thing I did when I logged in is I realized that I, that I am really annoying in the game. So I ditched myself. You broke up with yourself? Yeah. So, uh, you gotta leave me now. Bye. And went and picked up Liz instead. <laughs> I'm not okay. here and twiddle my thumbs. <laughs> no oh, please go. Go. Go to hell, me. <laughs> Are you saying that your NPC in the game is, is uh, too chatty? Yeah, a little bit. Got to the point of being over insanely annoying. <laughs> Especially when you have like uh, three mages throwing ice shards at him at nonstop, so he's constantly doing his uh, Melia flesh wound sound effect over and over and over on repeat for ten minutes. Ah, uh, yeah, it's uh, time to go. I, that's on <laughs> I swear I fed it on purpose. So I got rid of him, picked up Liz. Like, oh yeah, what's up, Liz? Um, then I was uh. I went right when I was in town to get Liz. I, I stepped out the door, and there's four hired thugs right at the door waiting for me. On top of that, a dragon lands right behind them and starts hitting me with fire <laughs> as they come attack me. What the heck? The I was dead as I stepped out that door. <laughs> We're here to come and get you, and here's our dragon pet. <laughs> <laughs> I loaded the game back up, went, did the same exact thing. They're there. I'm like, oh, not again. The dragon lands to the, just to the right of him this time. It's slightly different. And again, I'm toast. But finally, I just booked it. Ran as fast as I could. Got away. Um, started doing... I I picked up Hearthfire for the sake of the show. I know I said I didn't want to do it, but for the sake of the show, I picked it up to see what it's all about. Because I've heard you know people say good things about it. So I went to go do that quest, and... Um, yeah, uh, I got to the point where I was able to buy the land and realized I only had 100 gold on me. And it was 5,000. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. So, Day late uh, and a dollar short. Yeah. So I said, you know what, I'm tired of this character. I've been dying nonstop tonight. Literally, I can go into their hour about how many times and how I died all night. <laughs> <laughs> but Isn't that always the case? <laughs> yeah, let's just say that... Uh, um, I was going to say Stormcloak. No. Uh, what are those people? Forsworn. Is that the Forsworn? The people with the weird garb on it. Like, yeah, weird. that's the Forsworn. Yeah, the Forsworn, Forsworn yeah. yep. Yeah, had it right. Yeah, they eat me for lunch. So, bandits, no problem. For some reason, the Forsworn are that girl's bane, and they, they tore me a new one. 
So I did switch over to my BA. My level 46 archer who can mass murder anything in the blink of an eye. Mm. Things got interesting with her. And I can well, go I, I in can. all day with this, but... So... <clears throat> I was on my way to go mass murder bandits for a corrupt Jarl, you know, for the whole quest mm-hmm. chain. And I came across... I was just riding along on, on my... On, on dog meat. For the, for the Hearthfire quest chain, right? Yeah, for the Hearthfire quest chain. It's the only really quest you have to do to get it going. Yeah. So How'd was, you feel about that? Like, kinda, you, kinda you walk up to the Jarl, and he's like, I need you to kill these bandits because, you know, they screwed me over with an illegal deal. So, uh, yeah, would you mind? Just, and, just, like, just you don't put being up being a... Completely shady, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I was kind of annoyed at that because you don't put up a, a stink about it at all. Like, it's just, okay, I'll do it. Well, my girls are kind of <laughs> good, like, yeah, no problem, I got this. Dead, done. But, you know, if I was playing in my other characters, I have more of a, you know, noble base heart, then that would be an issue. Yeah, I can see that. But no. Yeah. I mean, just that one quest is kind of a letdown. It's not much of a quest. But still, on my way there, I heard some guy, Help! Help! <laughs> what the heck? He went over there and this guy named Vald- Valdar. It looks like something out of the, like a Norse, a Norseman. Um, big blonde dude. And he was next to these caverns, and um, let me see, what's the name of those caverns? I have them written down somewhere. Somewhere uh, around here. Like a Moss Mother Cavern. Okay. And he throws this whole story about how these tree people came out, killed all his friends, he barely escaped his life, you have to give him potions to make him feel better. So I did that, and I went in there to go save yes. him. And I never I, did that I've before. I've done that one. That's a really, really awesome cavern for being really tiny, but it's really pretty. And I just, you know, one-shot everything, so it was no big deal. But I just thought that was interesting, that little random occurrence that I have never seen the game yet, even though I know it's a vanilla-based quest. I think, I'm trying to, I'm straining right now to remember, I think I know what you're talking about. It's like a little grotto, right? You gotta go inside, like, mm-hmm. you gotta go inside, like, a cave, and then, it, like, it all opens up in the top. It's like you got a lot of lights uh, shining down from the top down. Yeah, there's a couple of them that are very similar to that, but that was one of those, yeah. All right. And when That's I cool. when I refer to uh, vanilla listeners, I'm referring to the original Skyrim. It's a gamer term. Pre Dawn Guard. <laughs> yeah, pre Dawn Guard. But um, when I finally got to Bile Gulch, I did do my mass murdering, and it was quite funny. And it was really disappointing. I was expecting a lot more, but there was like only three orcs outside and one inside, and that was it. <laughs> I was hoping for this big, massive, awesome fight. Not really much of a mass murder, if you put it. If no, you... no, it was just like a little bit of a, <laughs> I don't know the term, they call that uh, a misdemeanor. Um, they were orcs after all, right? It was a schoolyard scuffle. <laughs> <laughs> it was a school round rumble. rumble. <laughs> yeah, that's all it was. Yeah, the uh, Jarl's guards came up to me, looking at all the dead orcs. Ah, oh, they were just orcs, they'll slap me on the hand and walk away. But um, that would have been funny, but no. So I finally got that, and I got the lands. So before I go into my Hearthfire experiences, let's move on, because I'm still very curious about Yvarwin's little experience here. Oh, I had a great week. The third person to fail with the gyros on the show. (laughs) (laughs) I I had a great week. Um, I got my, uh, first of all, I picked up my paladin again, and I got him up to 34, so I I climbed up um, two and a half levels. Really excited about that. 
I finally got my last skill point in Armsman, so I'm five out of five in Armsman, and that means now my one-handed weapon does twice the amount of damage. So now you're Don't, just one-handed pwn face. Pretty much, and that's exactly what I was I was saying when I saw when I was walking around Skyrim, like I'm a one-handed pwn face, one-handed <laughs> pwn face. I didn't do that, but stabby stabby, yeah, stabby stabby. <laughs> and this is a crowning achievement for me. Level 60 blacksmith. Nice. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be signing uh, autographs at the finish line, people. No thank longer you. wearing Dwemer <laughs> armor. I'm, like, shocked. I know. I'm still wearing Dwemer armor. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still wearing it. <laughs> I'm level 100 blacksmith. Yay. Yeah, I'm still wearing Dwemer armor. Yeah. I did it's just something about it. Listen, you got to go with what looks good. Baby. <laughs> it's more paladin-y than any other set, okay? Indeed, indeed. You know what it is? It's it's the it's the purple robe that comes around the waist. That little purple sash that hangs down. Oh, I wouldn't know. I haven't seen that in forever because I've been using the the thong. So yeah, most people actually upgrade their gear. Mm, no, I've been upgrading it. I have. I've been uh, you know going on to the to the workbench and you know. Making it fine and awesomely fine, and I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I've been upgrading the armor. Legendary, it legendarily fire. awesomely fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what I was really, and I, this is probably like the last bit of of blacksmithing I'll ever do, uh, because what I was really going for was arcane blacksmith, the ability to now improve magical weapons and armor. You've never had, though. You've never actually worn. The awesome that is the uh, Daedra armor set. No, I have not done that. The Daedric armor is awesome. That's, uh, you gotta mine the ebony ingots, right? Yeah, that... it requires ebony and uh, Daedra hearts. Okay. It's a kind probably... of a bit of a pain to make, but once you do, that set is sweet. It's anti paladin, though, I'm just saying. It looks anti paladin to the core, but. Yeah, I know. It's cool. I know, I know. I, I'm, I'm holding on to the uh, to the dwarven armor as long as I can. Once I start feeling like the hits I'm taking are just way too much, then I'll reluctantly move over. But now I feel I've got plenty of health, plenty of plenty of stamina, a good amount of magicka, and uh, I'm taking hits like a beast. So I uh, upgraded my my dawnbreaker. Dawnbreaker. Yeah. So now. Instead, it was like in Dawnbreaker. the <laughs> What was that, Dave? I didn't catch that. Dawnbreaker. I-, I didn't hear that again. What was that? Dawnbreaker. What? Dawnbreaker. 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 <laughs> Sorry, I encouraged him. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You did encourage. So uh, I upgraded my my Dawnbreaker. Dawnbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for a day when you and I were going to do it. One of us was going to do it. <laughs> so now the the uh, the white damage on the Dawnbreaker is is now forty two damage as opposed to like the the thirty three I believe I was doing before or the the thirty thirty two something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, so now I got forty two damage. Now with my Armsman perk, that turns into eighty four damage per swing, and I have three out of three in the Blazeman perk, so that gives me an extra twenty percent chance to crit with a one handed weapon. So I'm actually, despite the fact that I'm just now being able to upgrade some of this stuff, 
I'm still doing really, really well for myself. Nice. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about all that. Really excited. And um, decided to go a little bit into my my, uh, Dawn Guard quest chain. And most of what I did this week was searching for that gyro. (laughs) (laughs) That damn gyro. (laughs) Damn. Ah! But I eventually found it. But um, you know, I I, I traversed the uh, the land of Skyrim in which to do so. I started like you know looking around like caves and stuff. Not not really because I thought there would be in there, but as I was sort of looking around for places it might be, I was walking into caves and such. So <laughs> I ended up going into um, wow, what was this one place called? Ah, oh, jeez, I forgot the name of it. It was tons of farmer in there. The sightless pit. That's what it was. It's called the sightless pit. You go walking inside this. This. Uh, it's basically. A, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a pit. You go jumping inside this thing. And what I liked about it was you had to like jump inside in order to zone into the instance. Mm-hmm. And then it just it's you know it spirals down a bit and it's just all farmer in there. So I had a, I had a blast doing that. I thought that was really cool. I had a good time with that. And I wound up eventually finding my my gyro in Alfdand Ruin Tower. That was the name of it. Walked right in. There it was. This this one like Dwimmer construct came walking up to me. He was like, I got gyros, bro. You want one? You gotta kill me first. I was like, okay. Shield bash, slam in the face. Alright, you're dead. <laughs> Thank you, gyro. <laughs> you sit Thank down you, there, Neil. I, I respect your your uh, your sacrifice of life for this. No, no, voice. it's more like, uh, <laughs> in the name of Meridia, I shall smite thee! <laughs> or something like that, I don't know. <laughs> something, something close to it. Something close to something you, like that. You get the idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm going for. <laughs> yeah, so, then, um... God, oh, I'm trying to remember this now. Yeah, I wound up, like, killing a, a, a couple of dragons in in between like all of this as I'm walking around I'm just getting like randomly attacked by dragons I think I downed like two blood dragons a frost dragon and then one who thought like he was like all high mighty enough to actually have a name Vul Vuljotnak something like that I oh never yeah heard. one of those named ones yeah what's I've the deal with that them. why do some of these things have names I have how no idea how dare they have names I, I know like they this, think they are I know after uh, this game's been out for 11 months now Okay, and 41 episodes later, it's probably the newbiest thing I could possibly say. All right, but the fact is, <laughs> don't come across dragons with names a whole lot. <laughs> name and dragons bad. Name dragons bad. <laughs> I thought this was going to be like you know, oh, he's got, he's got a name attached to him. He must be a tough fight. No, like I, like I ate his face. <laughs> In your face. It was like no big deal. Right, so I don't know. A little bit of seasoned salt and barbecue sauce with the face of a dragon. Wonderful. Just yeah. Crack open the... I heard if you steam the dragon a little bit, and the steam gets inside the scales, cracks them open, very tender. You can do really is just good puncture the throat right and creates its own steam from inside. There you go. There you go. That's, that's thinking outside the box. <laughs> 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 so... I have, yeah, I had an experience with dragons too, and I realized that dog food makes a great tank. If there's anything that stupid horse is good for, is a dragon tank. So I usually get eaten alive by those stupid elder dragons, or ancient dragons, I mean. Mm-hmm. That's all I see anymore is ancient dragons. So uh, 
he made for a great tank and I was able to take him down with like 25 bolts. <laughs> wow. How did, how did dog food do? Did he survive? He survived it. The, the dragon was stuck to him like glue the entire good. time. Good dog food. Good. Yeah, good dog food. Now, I almost wanted to nickname him, uh, start calling him dragon food at that point though. It happened like three times, just well, going down the road, fifteen feet. Not he's the one eating the dragons. I've had such an issue with dragons on this character, my archer, that she has twenty-seven souls saved up that I haven't used yet. So I haven't found enough uh, shouts for him. Yeah, I'm, I'm having the same issue, like without a doubt. But Definitely anyway, yeah, name dragons. They're around. Seen them. You know that little uh, when you go into that black brain fart. One of my favorite places the entire game down below oh, black reach black reach thank you black reach yeah when you uh shout out that that um the chandelier wow. yes thank you and the dragon pops out he's a name dragon yeah is his name for joltnak no <laughs> i don't think anything i don't know what mother would name their dragonling for joltnak a dragon mother <laughs> You know he had to be beat up in high school. Jot knock means one ugly dragon. (laughs) How do you think that conversation goes off between two female dragons? You know, oh, what's you settle on a name for? Oh, it's the Jot knock. Oh, that's such a strong name. Lots of fire I can see coming from him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you went there. No, you don't think that that happens? No. No. No, I just... Well, maybe. Maybe. Perhaps. Perhaps. You know, with the <laughs> apron on. Uh, no, 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 forget it. Okay, you were saying. Wow. I found a moth, <laughs> a moth priest. I found one of those dudes. That was cool. No, those are fun. Yeah. You, you spelled it wrong. Whatever. <laughs> did you notice that when you actually go to find this guy like uh the part of the quest that takes you south of dragon bridge along the road there's a uh a uh a cart that's turned over and you know people were attacked and they're dead on the road there did you ever notice that there's a book there on the ground that explains what exactly the the moth priests are oh, i've seen that book uh, a few times actually yeah i found that whole thing like super interesting I've actually never read it. I don't think I've read a single book in Skyrim yet. Oh, well, it, it goes into it goes into detail about how the there's only a certain amount of people in in the world that can read Elder Scrolls, and that if you you actually have to be trained for a really really long time, and that's what these moth priests are. They they get trained in order to read these Elder Scrolls, and it's like ten years before they can even like look at an elder scroll and if they look at an elder scroll like before then before the proper training they go completely blind and oh, yeah. even with training years and years and years of reading elder scrolls the right proper way and having the mental discipline of staring into in quotes um you know in, into eternity they actually go blind and there's like some kind of ceremony at the very end of their their career where they they read their last Elder Scroll and they're completely blind for the rest of their life. I actually knew this because it gets into it, you know, through a conversation during the um, Dawnguard questions. Oh, well, I, I read the book. I didn't see the movie, so <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> that looks that a lot that, better. That was good. That was a good one. I like that, right? Hopefully that uh, that that'll absolve me from my my uh, dragon mother conversation I had with myself. <laughs> I don't know. I was quite entertained with all that, really. 
<laughs> you gotta say that. That's a strong name. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Lou, did you go play with vampires? No, not yet, but I will, though. I'm planning to actually go on my battle mage. Use her, uh, use that character for uh, the vampire faction. Well, I didn't say you had to, you know, play with them. You could play, you know, with them. Oh, no, I've been killing left and right, <laughs> my main character. That's not the problem. Well, no, it is a problem because it's, it's annoying. I don't know which is worse, them or the dragons. <laughs> the most annoying, the annoying thing in the world <laughs> is when you go, when you, uh, Fast travel to a city, and as soon as you get in a city, there's a pack of vampires right there, and you accidentally kill NPCs. We were trying to kill the vampires, so the entire oh town God. turns on you. That happened to me. Happens, happens to me all the time. time. Yeah, see, Luke drinks. <laughs> Everywhere I go, it's like, get out of the way, guard, I got this. All just right, like, you want to die. I was, I was stealing from someone the other day in Riften, and just out of nowhere, the guards flip out. And I was like, oh, God, they, they saw me do it. no. They run across town to to try to attack a vampire who's bum rushing at me, and the vampire ends up killing the guy I was stealing from. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's something yeah. with that because I've when I I've fast traveled. I have a um I have a mod like home. I guess I downloaded this this castle. I forgot the name of it. Um, in any event, I, I have this downloaded castle that I use as as my home in Skyrim. And sometimes when I fast travel there after installing Dawnguard, I'll be inside the courtyard of this castle. And all of a sudden, all the NPCs around me who came with the mod just start going crazy because vampires spawned in the courtyard with me. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing in the world. They came in with you. You must be one of them. Well, speaking of mods... You actually have an interesting mod that you put on the notes that I'm really curious about. So I, well, I got to tell you about this. All right. <laughs> yes, I, I'm a sound nut. This looks. You are. I picked this mod just expressly for you, honestly, because I saw this and I was like, Joe's going to go crazy over this. Oh my gosh! Like I see that. I see it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Skyrim Soundtrack Expansion. Okay, and the guy, the author's name is uh, Kazumi. K A Z O O M I E. Kazumi. That sounds familiar. Um. Uh, yeah, it does a little bit actually. I know we featured another mod from that person. I just can't think of what. He's got a, he's got a lot of mods. Mm-hmm. He definitely is. This guy's a seasoned mod author. Um, so basically, what this thing does is it's uh, the Skyrim soundtrack it gets expanded. All right, and it adds about thirty minutes of of original orchestral music by this guy named Robert Scott. Mm-hmm. All right, now currently. Only the world exploration playlists are expanded, but what they're going to do is they're going to be adding new tracks in the feature to expand, like, you know, dungeons and, and town playlists. Nice. The music is absolutely beautiful. First of all, it sounds like it was written for the game, which it, it may or may not have been. I, I don't know. Um, but it fits inside the game seamlessly. And I've noticed that when I'm running around inside those, you know, the the main area inside, you know, the inside Skyrim it's actually like it, it one of these sound one of these uh, pieces of music comes up and I sort of for a moment feel like I'm playing either uh, like a new version of the game or something it really like changed my experience of the game in, in a way that I never thought it would you know um, this is the first time I'm actually writing down the name of a mod you're bringing up on the show Oh, thanks. So I can make sure I actually get it, you know, installed as soon as I'm done talking to you guys tonight. I'm, 
I'm telling you, Joe, this is this is a must-have for you. It really is. It's it sounds like the music that's already in Skyrim. Same instruments, same arrangements, that sort of thing. It's just it just sounds like it's just new music that was written for the game, and it's it's an unbelievable experience. At, at one particular point, like I actually felt like I was playing a revised version of Skyrim. Sounds awesome. I'm going to definitely yeah. check it out. So Skyrim soundtrack expansion by Kazumi. You get that off of the Skyrim workshop. I'm kind of doing saving my little Hearthfire thing until last because I'm going to get into that in detail. My opinions of it so far. Was okay. there anything else that you needed to bring up, Ivarwin, or wanted to? Uh, yeah, if you guys will indulge me for a moment, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about this about this idea of ESO. Will it go subscription or will it go free to play? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the huge topic right now. Yeah. I think after seeing some of these early indicators that that I've seen around the Internet, heard about on the Internet, I think it's going to go subscription-based. And I think even though I, I see, I've seen the evidence you've, you've supported already, we're going to talk about in a minute, but I still think it needs to go free to play. The free to play model is the future of MMOs. Yeah, I mean, without now, I'll get into the I'll get into the the two little major bits that I've I saw on the internet. Um, but I think a smart way to play this off, if if we were if we were Zenimax, I would say, let's do a sub with a free to play option. Yeah, I think, yeah, it, yeah. Why, why does it have to be one or the other? You know, just go all the way with it. That's one of the things we said in earlier shows when we talked about this is that I think the final conclusion did come out to being we need a hybrid. We need a sub-based with the option, like you said, free to play. Yeah. So people can go in there, try it out, get addicted, and then go to the, the pay model. Well, here's here's the rumor. Okay? Uh, a recent job posting for ZeniMax Studios. Okay, so ZeniMax Studios puts up a job posting, alright, and asks for an accounting finance manager. And they list... One of the pluses for that job is having experienced in sub-based revenue streams, subscription-based revenue streams. Now, you can take that or leave it as it is, but once this thing started to gain a little notice on the internet, it got pulled. Well, I did a little investigation, and yes, it's, it is no longer on, it's no longer on the, uh, I think it was the Bethesda site. But now, if you go to Zenimax.com, which is the parent company of of Bethesda and Zenimax Studios Online, um, or Zenimax Online Studios. Excuse me, I keep saying that backwards. You will find it on their jobs form at jobs.zenimax.com, and it lists it for Zenimax Online Studios. It's it's in there, and they haven't pulled that down. So. I know that the rumor is that, oh, maybe they didn't have the wording right and they pulled it down to correct the wording. No. If that were true, then they would have pulled it off of this. And the Zenimax.com site is really kind of like a site that's meant for industry insiders, you know, business officials who are inside the industry of gaming. Mm-hmm. It's really what that site's meant for. It's not for fans. There's really nothing attractive about that site to fans. Uh, data miners will go everywhere they can to find information. 
Oh, yeah. Well, without a doubt. Um, but most go to, you know, certain sp- specific sites that are designated. Like, this is going to be kind of like our online storefront and, and yada, yada, yada. Um, but even with them requesting someone with this type of background, that doesn't mean that Elder Scrolls Online won't be free to play. Correct. And even if it does go primarily sub-based, doesn't mean that they're not going to launch with a free-to-play option in some iteration. Mm-hmm. It just means that in the discussion of will it go subscription or or free-to-play, I think this is this is a general this is a huge indicator that they are going to include a subscription base. Um, here's another thing. Now that in itself is like I said. You could take or leave that. Um, Nicholas Lavelle is a person no one knows. And I'm telling you, he's one of these guys that no one knows his name, but he's more important than any name we've ever dropped on this show. All right. Nicholas Lavelle is the founder of game consultancy firm called Games Brief. Now, when they stated that this game was coming out, that ESO, when they, when they made their announcement back in May, that ESO was in fact a reality and it will be coming out in 2013, um, he told, I think it was Edge Magazine, my quote, I still believe that subscription-based games are on the way out. It is conceivable that Bethesda will launch with a subscription service to attract the early adopters because that's the model that they understand, end quote. Now, this person that we're talking about is an analyst and a consultant for the gaming industry. He's also the author of a book called Death of the Console. He believes that the consoles are on their way out. I could agree with him on that. That's a whole different show topic right there. Oh, yeah. Totally. Definitely is. <clears throat> I actually sat down. Now, if you if you find him, he's, he's got a Twitter account. Um, Games Brief has a Twitter account as well. I actually went to their website. I watched a seminar that's, um, that he's got on his site that he gave in uh, somewhere in Europe in 2010, two years ago, where he outlines... These unbelievable business strategies specifically designed for for the gaming industry and specifically the MMO genre, the MMO industry, where he details free-to-play and subscription bases. And <laughs> he brings up the 500% revenue increase that DDO um, spoke of. And he also brings up the fact that this idea of micro-based transactions is not a huge um, moneymaker as as they thought it was. And neither is subscription. And he started, you know, he, he, I mean, you can imagine the kind of detail that he went into. The, the thing was, I think it was like two hours long, and I caught like the first and the first part of it, which was 15 minutes, and then the second part of it, which was, I think, another 15 minutes. Um, so, I mean, this guy is, he's, he's, Integrated into gaming in a in a in a tier that that we don't see in a in a business strategy sense. I mean, business uh, MMO gaming industry uh, game companies go to this guy for for advice. So this dude knows what he's talking about, and he he's running all kinds of crazy metrics, and he's he's got his own consultancy agency around it, and he's also saying that he doesn't think that they're going to be able to open up with a free to play option. So. So uh, that's that's some of the stuff that I saw online regarding this whole thing. So what do you guys think about that? Do you think this is this is viable at all? I think his ideas are a little outdated, though. 
Um, and I use that in terms of games coming out like Planetside 2. And the way that they have been doing their their free-to-play model is unique to the thing I've seen, and rather brilliant, honestly. And I think that's something that Zenimax could learn from and adopt. Yeah. Now, mind you, an FPS MMO is a lot different than an MMORPG, but still, the same principles can apply. Yeah, I mean, the the whole the whole conference that that he was he was leading was um, it was really crazy. the The amount of detail that he went in, he was he, he was talking about, you know, you can't base your numbers on on box sales, and the numbers reflecting who's actually subscribed are skewed as well because even though these are subscription numbers, you're not sure exactly who's playing your product. And just because they buy it once doesn't ensure that that they're going to consistently buy these these microtransactions throughout the life of the game. So I mean the, the kinds of like details that he was going into was it was a lot. It was it was a lot. I had a headache by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to follow exactly what this guy was saying. Honestly I agree. And I actually, I agree with both this dude and exactly what Joe was saying. And, you know, it's a difficult market when you're thinking of the PVE sort of MMOs that are on the market. Every single one of them at this very moment in time is subscription based, at least the top end ones. Yeah. I, I can't imagine a PVE uh, MMO that survives without being subscription-based. Every single MMO that isn't subscription-based at this very moment survives by being a PvP MMO. The interesting thing is about Planetside 2 actually dropped a bomb on the industry a couple weeks ago and announced their their subscription model that's going to be on top or in, in conjunction with their free-to-play model. And the so honestly, I think it, that's how Elder Scrolls should do it if they yeah. are going to have a subscription model at all. The way they yeah. did it completely played off of the free-to-play model. It was kind of like every like how they're, the whole model, their, their system they're using is a complete seamless model. And they, I think that Zenimax really needs to take a look at that and adopt something similar to that towards Elder Scrolls Online. I agree. Definitely. Well, he was even saying that subscription by itself is not the best way for a company to make money either and the reason why was because you think you're you think you're earning a lot of money but you're really not yeah and he brought up the idea about warcraft you know those up to that point it was 2010 we was talking so i think what world of warcraft was around for what five years at that point yeah five or that six was years? that was back six when years. it was it was nearly twice as big as it is now right yeah yeah. So for an individual person playing World of Warcraft, if you were subscribing all the way from the beginning, um, he said something like, he threw out this number, like, you've, you've paid $5,000 into that game. And he was saying that there's so much more money that you can get from, from people other than that. Like, it's not, you're not just limited to that $5,000. These are people that are willing to literally throw money at you, and you're you're giving them a ceiling on money that they can spend. So you can actually make more than that that five thousand dollars that you've already made having this game live 
Yeah, but for, when you go for in, six years, when you go too much in that direction, though, you're going into the play to win. Yeah, That's well, what you so offer to sell. Wild did have, they do have a cash shop for pets and mounts, which have no bearing on on success within the game. But I remember when that first mount came out and the backlash that was that came from it, from them introducing a sh- pay to to have an in game item shop yeah. for a game that you're paying monthly for, and I, there was I, a lot of hell and stink raised. Yeah, that sparkly thing, right? It was towards the ends of Lich King. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and it was huge. It, it was it was a they had a big backlash from that, but honestly. You're not forced to buy that, so I don't see a problem with adding something that isn't play to win. Right. What about, uh, Lou, what about you? You got anything on this? Well, again, Joe brings a very good point. You know, Planetside 2 is going to have that, that really well-integrated model that ZeniMax should really take a look at you know, and, and adopt. You know what? If it works, don't reinvent the wheel. If that model seems to work, you know, go with it. And you know we're in, an, I guess, in a time with all these games that, yeah, you know, you you have to have a game that can both hold the interest and get people's money. And you know, why can't a game survive by being both, both a free to play and subscription base? Yeah. You know, you, you kind of, you know, of course, define that line between you know what exactly defines a free to play person and what defines the subscription. You know, you have to have some sort of separation there. You know, get that proverbial carrot and a stick to get those free to play, you know, free to play people. Go, all right. You know what? I'm going to give them my fourteen ninety nine or whatever it is that uh, ESO will charge if they go with a subscription model. But then again, you know, we also can't denigrate into the pay to play <laughs> option as well, right? Because that turns off a lot of people. You know, me especially. You know, I play games where they have degenerated into that. And don't forget, you know, all of these comments were made. Years before and months before, um, Star Wars The Old Republic started losing a lot of its subscription. And they, the reason that they cite was because that they were – they've been getting a lot of feedback from people saying that they didn't have a free-to-play option. Oh, we know and, that's all BS. <laughs> well, I mean there's other, there's other things added to that. But I don't, I don't think it's all BS because I've heard the same thing myself. I mean Jenny told me that she wouldn't be able to afford the game. And oh, that yeah. was the reason why she wasn't going to play it. And now that it's going free to play, she's, she's definitely playing that game. So I mean I don't, I mean, I don't think it's, it's the main reason. But I definitely think it's, it's a factor. I think it's a factor they're highlighting because it, it gets away from the other reasons they don't want to highlight. <laughs> Right, right, which is why, you know, yeah, I'll believe that from them, but I'll, I'll take that with a grain of salt because, yeah, they, yeah. You know, of course, what company would want to paint themselves a negative light? And, yes, oh, that's right. the one point they are harping on the most, but it's not. It's not the big factor. It's one factor, but the other factors they don't want to go into. Yeah. I think um, I think that – I think the, the tour example, which I, I, I hate the fact that you, you have to almost bring up you know, Tor's example in order to have this discussion, but I mean, it really is just such a turning point in the in the industry. I mean, uh, the fact is is that it, it had a lot of a lot of uh, excitement, just like ESO has a lot of excitement around it. Well, it's and like everyone knows that World of Warcraft's even planning a free to play model. It's yeah, they are time before they go into it, and I think everyone, all the analysts, always have all been saying that after this this uh, panda flop 
you know, goes out, that that's what the direction they're going to take because they're going to just continue to lose subs until they eventually switch their model. See, the only problem is if if you start with the free to play as your main model and you add a subscription base, people will view you as being successful. That you're getting, you have better reason, better content, and you're willing to charge for it. Right. On the other hand, if you start with a, a pay to subscribe model and move down to a free to play. At least that's how people consider it, moving down to a free-to-play, where actually, you know, you could be doing great. It could be a a very good model like it is in Planetside. But people still label it as as a downward spiral if you're moving from a pay-to-play model to a free-to-play model. That's because there's this, this elitist feeling out there on the internet. I have actually heard this on the internet. People saying... Oh, well, I hope ESO is a subscription because at least I'll feel like I'm playing a game that's, you know, uh, noob free and uh, (laughs) rife with uh, lively mint. And, you know, just the fact that this game is just better in some way than than another, you know, uh, game that's that's, you know, in quotes, free to play and therefore, uh, you know, wide open for any idiot to play. You know, for people that feel like that, okay, get over yourself. You know, that's totally blame them, though. Yeah, I can yeah, blame them. I think it's completely ridiculous. I, I don't think it's ridiculous at all. People believe that you get what you pay for. I I don't know. I, I you know well, I, the I don't people agree understand with that. is the fact that free to play doesn't mean the entire game is free. Not even close. You're and still going to be mean paying, that the entire game is crap. But you're going to be paying for it in a different way. Because like for instance, Planetside Two is launching with their free to play model. And that game is one of the most revolutionary games to launch in the last 10 years. It's amazing. So that, I think, is going to be another stipulation. Because I know ESO is going to be the same way. It's going to turn people's heads. And if they launch with a sub-based straight off the gate and nothing else, that could be a problem. Let me highlight this in in one way. Um, There's a game called um, Guild Wars. It's a PvP-based game. I don't care that they have PvE. The players of that game do not play that game for the PvE aspect. The point being is is that that game has to be free to play after the initial purchase because if they charged money for it and subs started dropping, then that game would be unplayable due to its core PvP factor. Yeah, you got to have a large community in order to support the end game, which is which is PvP based. Right, and because of that, because the game is centered around PvP and it's free to play, it, it pulls in a crowd that are less than agreeable to most normal, rational human beings, and it, it just it really is. It can be a cesspool at times. It's yeah, but that sub subscriptions are are uh, are a cesspool as it is. I mean, I can't tell you, uh, you know, I, you know, Tor right now is a is a fully subbed game, and and I'm playing it, and I'm going inside flashpoints, and I have to explain to people while I'm in a flashpoint that I'm the tank, and you should let me pull. And I I I swear to God, out of five out of five flashpoints played in the last week or so in that game. I every single flashpoint that I ran in that game, I have had to have this discussion. I have had an argument. I have stood my ground, and these people do whatever they want to do anyway. 
So, it, you know, it's not any better because there's these, these people have to, you know, pay money in, in order to in order to get into the game. You know, but well, Dumpus is a Dumpus, whether you got money or not. We'll look <laughs> exactly. at it this way. We're all going to be noobs in Elder Scrolls Online when it launches anyway. No one's going to yeah. be a pro. Well, I'm going to be a pro. That's exactly it, Marwin. That's that's exactly what we what needed to be said is that it, the money doesn't matter. It's the the people playing the game. Right. It's going to come down to the community, you know, behaving and just being nice, normal people. Yeah. You're going to get millions you know, of people. You're going to run across all kinds. Right. Yep. I mean, it's the anonymity of the internet that allows people to be, you know, certified asshats. <laughs> Here's my certification. I'm an asset. <laughs> so, all right, we'll see. All righty. So, yeah, I guess that's it. that's all I got on that one, Joe. Yeah, I think we beat that one to death. Yep. <laughs> for now, um, blood and gristle, blood and gristle. So, I finally got my land, and I was disappointed, and not disappointed with, the, with my experience so far in Hearthfire. Um. It's it's more really? than I thought it was going to be, and less than I thought it was going to be. Let me make let me see if I can make this sense to you. Oh, um, Sam, I'm both happy and and sad for you. How this works <laughs> is when you arrive on site, you got this little plot of land right by the lake. It's a really pretty site, and you have a, a workbench, a chest, and you have um, a woodworking bench. You have a drafting table, a working bench. You have an uh, um, anvil. And the whole point of this is you have to – you start out with the plans to build a small house. Now, what gets me is that I was really hoping you'd be able to customize the exterior or change the layout to your liking. But that's just the, the Minecraft player in me where I wanted to go into the nearest tree and start punching it to get my wood. But um, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so – but it, it it's it's a set – schematic for it and you're basically building one section at a time and you need to gather the materials for these sections however in that chest they give you all the materials you need to actually finish the small starter house kind of like a tutorial how to start it and you have to build the hinges for the door the lock and by the way corundum and ignits they are actually useful for the first time in the game wtf wow you actually need them so all those thousands of ignits that I sold because they were worthless to me at the time, I now need and can't find them anywhere. So, and they're only used for locks, which you happen to need quite a bit of, apparently. Hmm. Um, so you're, like, for instance, you have to build the foundation. And the foundation requires quarried stone. So you need a certain amount of that. And by the way, don't walk around with all your materials on you because you're going to be heavy. You're going to have all your, your weight maxed out in a heartbeat doing that. I found that out last night. So having to walk 50 feet to try to get unload some of the stuff that I wanted to keep from my house, not fun. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I had like 75 quarried stone on me. You think any, anyone would uh, be able to carry that? <laughs> my chick is tough. Um, but then you have to, like, buy wood from the mill. You can't cut down trees. And they have to they deliver it to you. And it goes in a specific little wood stack. And you actually have a, you, you get a quest at the beginning of this thing to go to Half Moon mill and buy wood and have it delivered well i got there and realized i had already murdered everybody at half moon mill <laughs> so <laughs> hello there was there? no one there <laughs> hello i was like can i just do it myself because everyone's dead no i couldn't so i had to go to a different one 
I went to Anga, Anga's Mill, which is over near Milk Drinker's house. <laughs> Anga, how are you doing? Anga's Mill doing? by, by the mind? Milk Drinker house. Help yeah. me out with this. <laughs> when I got there, as soon as I got there, six vampires attacked an ancient dragon lands next to us. And it was my previous experience with this kind of oh, thing. Oh, why not? I was just like, oh, come on, really? I'm throwing in towel, Bethesda. What the heck? <laughs> Well, I did actually down all of these by some miracle, thanks to to dog food. Um, Doesn't matter if you're if you're building a house or not, man. You're still the Dovahkiin. I was on my way just to get materials to build my freaking house. I don't want to deal with dragons and vampires. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> oh my! Oh my! At least after murdering everything, she's like, "Oh, um, what's her name?" Anga was like, "Oh, you're so wonderful. Thank you so much for saving me." Oh yeah, it's gonna be two hundred gold per stack. Really? Ah, yeah. You could have wow. given me some for free. <laughs> well, you know, she does have like a, a whole pile of dead vampires and a big ass dragon in front of her property. So it's like, um, hello. <laughs> this has got to clean itself somehow. There is a book on the workbench that the workbench is where you actually put all these materials together. All right. And there's a book next that teaches you how to do things. And apparently, I have to hire somebody to manage my estate, like get animals and such for me. So I'm really curious to see how that plays out. Like, I built a horse stable, so I'm wondering if I'm actually going to be able to, you know, breed and have horses there. Just, you know, stable up dog food for a while. Um, I have an animal pen. I have all my blacksmith stuff right outside in, in that work area. Like, I was able to create a smelter, um, all the whole, the blacksmith workbench, everything, all around this starting work area. Um, That's a pretty sizable area. Yeah, so I built the foundation, which you need... So much wood. You have to make nails with iron. So that the biggest things you need are clay you need for walls. You need your uh, stone for for your uh, foundation and things like that. And the nice thing is is you have a a stone quarry right next to your bench. And I was when I first found one of these, I was over by the, when I was going to go do my little mass murdering thing at Bile Gulch. I found one of these right next to the entrance. The stone quarry. So I sat there and started mining it. And I waited 10 minutes. I'm thinking, is this going to end? Is this node going to be done? And apparently, no, they don't go away. It's the un- it's the unending stone quarry. So, yeah, I could have sat here for an hour last night before I, my girl decided just got crushed by carrying too much stone. But So you have that. You have to have She's lumber. She stones. <laughs> yeah, iron, and you have to have corundum. Those are like your number one things. So I got... Uh, Stockpile your wood. I'm telling you that right now. Stockpile the lumber. It's gonna you're gonna need a ton of it. Stockpile iron. I went to every single merchant and all of Skyrim buying up iron. Yeah, it's interesting, but the thing is I still wish I could have my own design for the, the layout. But you don't. Well I started building the next phase of the house, which is the um the main hall. Which is a much bigger version of your starter home. And again, more stone, more wood, all that kind of garbage. But after you build that, that's when the the house kind of opens up to what you can do with it. You have an east wing, a west wing, and the southern part of the house that you can do stuff with. And the cellar, which I I built a cellar. Like the east wing, you can put on, you have like a choice of four different things. Like you can do an enchanting tower, you can do... A bedroom. You can do this, this, and that. On the other, on the west wing, it's a. You can put an armory in. You can put a library in, or in the back, you can do all kinds wow. of like little things in the back. So I mean, once you build something there, you can't obviously build something on top of it. 
So you got to make your choice. And then you go through and you just get the materials. You make the materials you need with the iron making nails and hinges and things like that to build a, the house itself. Um, I'm, I'm working right now on my – I believe I chose – I got my enchanting tower. I got my armory and I got my trophy room. Had to have my trophy room. Got to have the trophy room. Got to have it. Got to so, have that. And then after you build your main hall, you have the option to turn your starter house into a main in, a main entrance. So I'm working on that. But again, I don't get to design it. It's just a preset layout. So I went inside, and each room has its own little workbench inside the house, in the house now after you complete a, a section of it. And that workbench gives you a whole list of things you can make to put in that house. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh, redemption. At least I can make stuff and be able to like put my, my bed where I want it, put things on the wall. No, it's all predetermined. Redemption. <laughs> it's all predetermined. Your bed's going here whether you like it or not, so suck it. Yeah. Ah. Ah. See? Ah. That was disappointing. However, I got to admit, there is so much stuff that you can make and put into it. It's quite intriguing. Like You can actually do Mount Wolves Heads. We have to go and hunt wolves and get their teeth and their fur and so much of that to make you craft a wolf's head or a saber cat's head and mount on the wall. That's or pretty cool. Antlers. If you get large antlers from deer now, you can put it up on the wall as a trophy. And, and things like that are, are really, really cool. So there's a lot of elements to the house that seem like they could be a lot of fun. But Skyrim taxidermy. Yeah, pretty much. Skyrim. Big game hunting. That's what my trophy room's for, man. My girl's going to sit down and lounge back on her couch with all the dead animals everywhere and giant's heads and toes. Sit back I can't wait for the, uh, the, the the tractor simulator for Skyrim. All I'm thinking is, man, I got myself a massive place for my hoarding tendencies. You know what's up next, right? Hmm. It's totally going to be Plants versus Draugr. <laughs> <laughs> I would still play that. <laughs> oh so God. all in all, it's 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 still a fun way to deviate from the normal path in my in Skyrim. I almost said Minecraft right there, but yeah, um, it's not Minecraft and Skyrim. Don't get confused there because you there, the amount of customization that you have is very limited. But there's a lot you can do with it, and it does put a lot of stuff, new stuff out there. Like you can buy glass and straw and. Buy stuff like dolls for your kids that you can adopt, which I'm not even going to touch that. But And things that you can buy now, or things you find around the world that normally were just whatever, you can use to put in your house in some way. Like you can take that that skull you just that you ripped out of the head of a dead giant or whatever, and you throw it on a, on a shelf, and there you go. A bloody ornament. Yay. Cool. I'm going to put this right here. Stockpile con- conundrum, I'm saying. Corundum, 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 Corundum. It's a weird name, but so, yeah. Uh, yeah, Joe, I, I got I got one question for you, real quick. Um, if Bethesda left this out, left Hearthfire out of uh, for PC players, like they just didn't give it to the PC market, would you yourself be disappointed after after playing this? No. Okay. I don't think it's worth five bucks. I probably would have been happy paying like two or three dollars for it. Hmm. It's fun. It's a fun little addition to the game because that's what it is. It's another addition to the game, and I'm all for all of that. Trust me. Anything yeah. that anything that Bethesda themselves put out as an addition, I'm all for. I think it's over overpriced for what it is, considering you get one tiny quest and you get a house that is predetermined for you, with a couple of options to customize and 
Other than that, I mean, it's, there's other cool little tricks about it. You can adopt kids or whatever, but I want to make them. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. But Skyrim baby making time. All in all, it's I'm gonna I'm gonna play some more into it. I'm gonna definitely give it give it a lot more time before I really give it my overall feeling. But right now, I'm not overall impre- I'm not really overly impressed. So there is your Hearthfire opinion of the day. So, Lou, um, how about we go in to the Elder Scroll? Why, sure thing. All right. fragment of time, a piece of creation, a record of history, history itself, the Elder Scroll. And here we are in the Elder Scroll, luring with Lou. We did not cut this out, we can't, because you guys would hate us i know i tried no. <laughs> besides i don't want to anyway blue <laughs> it's all you buddy thank you very much kind sir well last episode when i had the lore segment remember i brought you the first six months of the elder scrolls calendar this week as promised i am going to give you elder scrolls calendar part two so the seventh month we're picking up it's called sun's height sun's height is considered to be a summer month. Think of it roughly as equivalent to July for our calendar. And here are some of the holidays that are celebrated. The 10th of sun's height. It's a merchant's festival. It's being held. Every shop owner, except the mages guild, (laughs) will traditionally lower their prices by half. Mages are so cheap. So cheap. (laughs) (laughs) The 12th of sun's height. It's a holiday called Divad Etept. It's a festival that's held in the region called Antifilos, which is in the Alakir Desert. Hmm, Redguard. <laughs> and it celebrates the deeds of an ancient hero, Redguard hero named Devad. The 20th of Sun's Height. It's a festival called Sun's Rest. The 29th of Sun's Height. The Fiery Night Festival is held in the Alakir Desert. If you haven't noticed, folks, there's a lot. The Redguards, I think they just like partying. A lot going on in that. that? Yeah, I know. You ever notice that that, that that or that particular, I guess, race or that area of, of nerds? Just like they're all about, yeah, let's you know, feast, <laughs> festival, party. Let's do this. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> all right. The the next month is called Last Seed, and this is again considered a summer month. It's roughly equivalent to August. And the first holiday we have here is called the second of Last Seed. It's called the Day of Maiden Katrika. Which is celebrated in Hagia Sophia. Which is to show their appreciation of a warrior that saved that region. Again, that's in the Alakir Desert, by the way. <laughs> Notice where this is going for some reason? I don't know why, but they, they just seem to have a lot of holidays. The 11th of Last Seed. It's called Kumu Alzeri. It's a Red Guard festival. In the city of Sentinel, this is now considered to be a harvest. Thanksgiving, so to speak. The 14th of Last Seed. I found this very happy, very strange. The Feast of the Tigers held in the Bantha region. It's another Red Guard holiday. Bantha? Banthas. Yes! Oh, <laughs> <Banthas? laughs> 
They got Bantha Poodoo and Nern. Poodoo. <laughs> the 21st of last seed. It's called Appreciation Day, which is held in Auntie Claire. It's a holiday devoted to Mara. And the last holiday here is the 27th last seed. It's Harvest and Holiday. Now the next month, the ninth month, it's Hearthfire. Not to be confused with the mod. And this is the first of the quote-unquote fall or autumn months. Roughly equivalent to September. The first of Hearthfire is a day called the Rites of Mawita, which is practiced by the Sijic Order. The third of Hearthfire called Tales and Tallows. It's a celebration of necromancy. You, me, and all citizens of Tamriel should fear this day and avoid the streets. Because you never know. Sounds like a nice, fun-filled holiday for the kids. Dress them up like a bunch of drogger, kick them outside, and have them go from house to house begging for candy. Oh, yeah. You know, and me back there hanging out with my dawn breaking, going, yeah, bring it. <laughs> <laughs> bring it on. I've got this. It's waiting for you right here. The sixth of Hearthfire. It's a day called Kurat, which is celebrated in the Rothgarian Mountains. The twelfth of Hearthfire. Festival called Riglametha, held in Lanelin. It's another sort of uh, feast day to celebrate a uh, particular hero in that area. The 19th Hearthfire, Children's Day, is celebrated in Bethany, which is an island just outside the Iliac Bay in Daggerfall. Then next month is Frostfall, again another of the fall slash autumn months. Go to October. The first holiday we have here is called the 5th of Frostfall. A holiday called Dirige Terror, which is celebrated in the Alakir Desert. The 13th of Frostfall. The Witches Festival, celebrated in Tamriel. It's a day when the forces of sorcery religion clash. Can you imagine? The Inquisition and... Oh, never mind. <laughs> the 23rd of Frostfall. It's a holiday called the Broken Diamonds, celebrated all throughout Tamriel. It's a day in which, in the Third Era, in the year 121... When Kintyre II was killed in Glenpoint, which is referenced back if you ever played The Elder Scrolls Daggerfall. The 30th of Frostfall. The Emperor's birthday is celebrated. Now, is that spoiler? Is that before or after you kill him? Oh, well. I guess it's his first and last birthday now. The next month is called Sun's Dusk. Again, another of the fall autumn months. This is equivalent to November. First holiday we have here is called the 3rd of Sun's Dusk. It's a day called the Serpent's Dance. It's a regard holiday, which is celebrated in a town called Satakalam. You know, we got a lot of tweets recently. I'm sorry to interrupt, Lou, but that kind of struck me as funny is that no one of the regards don't get anything done because they have too many celebrations year-round. <laughs> we were just noticing that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> every day or every week they have an excuse to party. I mean, nothing wrong with that, but still. <laughs> I like where they're going with this. The 8th of Sun's Dusk is called the Moon's Festival. It's a Breton holiday. Celebrated on this day in an area called Glenumbria Moors, which celebrates the ancient goddess of the moons, Secunda. The 18th of Sun's Dusk. Hell Hanseliak. It's a Red Guard holiday. Again with the Red Guard. <laughs> this is a serious holiday for the Pathago people in that region. The 20th of Sun's Dusk, the Warriors Festival. Throughout Tamriel, armorers and blacksmiths sell their products at half price. 
Again, make notice that the mages are nowhere to be found with this, you know, cutting prices in half. And the last month, the month of Evening Star. And this is a winter month, and it's equivalent to December. The first holiday we have here is the 15th of Evening Star. It's called the North Wind's Prayer. The 18th of Evening Star. It's a holiday called Baroneth Doe. It's a Red Guard Festival. It's to celebrate the new year. The 24th of Evening Star. Sheila is celebrated. Again, another Red Guard Festival. Again, another Red Guard area where, you know, it's a celebration of the new year. The 25th of Evening Star. It's called the New Life Festival. I don't know where you got this information, but you're wrong. <laughs> it is not New Life Festival. It's Winter Thanksmas. <laughs> <laughs> According to the QGN calendar, holiday. it's New <laughs> Thanksmas. It's New Life Festival celebrated on this day. It's Originally, it was founded to celebrate the pottery, but has since come around to be recognized as a day for giving gifts and parties. I, I kind of like the debauchery better. <laughs> yes. Maybe. And a Yarl with booze. Come on. I'm a huge fan of debauchery. <laughs> That's right. Who is it? Who is it? And a 30th of Evening Star. It is called the Old Life Festival. And this is a day to celebrate and reflect on the past. And those, my friends, are the days of Tamriel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lou. Do you remember on... On Kurat, we celebrated uh, in, in the Vulgarian Mountains. That was a wild time, yo. <laughs> I don't remember anything. Was I invited? You were there. You, you were, were there. You were hitting on the orc chick. And she was oh. hitting. Oh, I remember. That's why I had. <laughs> that's why I had the black eyes. She hitting on me, too. <laughs> <laughs> she was all like, oh, I like that widget guy. Uh. <laughs> Oh, the things we do on this show. I'm so sorry. I'm afraid of that. All right. We got emails to talk talk about. We are cutting down our amount of emails that we're going to be putting in a show now for purposes of the show, of the, the flow of the show. But we're still going to be putting emails in that, that strike show our flow. fancy. And the first email is from Parker Wiley. He says, hey, guys. I can't stand anymore. Well, sorry. Jeez, we thought we did a good show. Oh, no. <laughs> All my friends have Xboxes, and they always are talking about Dawnguard and Hearthfire, and I have a PS3. When is it going to be out? Your number one fan, Parker. Parker! We are um, under the impression, we're getting under this impression, that's at uh, QGN, that if you are a PS3 player of, of uh, Skyrim, that it may be time to consider another platform. Yeah. Bethesda came out with this thing, and they were all like, ah, it's, it's Sony's fault that this thing isn't out. And then everyone got angry at Bethesda, and then they said, you know what, it's our fault, never mind. So <laughs> whoever's fault it is. Um, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's getting to the point where, I mean, it's it's way past the point of of insanity. You know? how, do you, how do you build a game where it's just one of the major three consoles out there... <laughs> It just doesn't work. Right. How does and that happen? It, this is the first time I've, I've seen this happen, though. I, I'm I'm an avid, avid, avid gamer. I'm well aware of all the gaming news that comes out, and it it, it just blows my mind. This is occurring. I don't know what's. I don't know the details personally. I don't. I'm not at Bethesda, so I don't know exactly what's going on. But it's still, it still kind of boggles my mind a little bit that we're not even getting any news about it at all. It's just nothing. It's dead space. 
Oh, that's because that they're they're really happy with uh, what's going on with Dishonored, and you know they <laughs> they're not paying attention to this anymore, or at least it feels like it feels like that. I, I that's just purely speculation. We want to make that little PSA there, right? True, purely purely speculation. I'm just telling you how I how I feel. It feels like Dishonored came out, and they were like, "Oh, this thing that that's you know really bad. Let's just not give this any attention for a while." And, that's how I feel. I could be wrong, and I'm sure I am. I mean, I could give you examples of, of recent examples where companies have been releasing DLC at a rapid pace, and they're releasing on the same time, same day for all platforms without a hitch. Yeah, wasn't that Borderlands that you were yeah, talking about earlier? They're actually doing their, their uh, DLC early. They were planning on doing the new <laughs> character class next week, was their announcement. No, oh, by the way, guys, it came out today! Yeah, that now was the blue, that they're was like, crazy. oh yeah, we're gonna have a content DLC coming out next week. All <laughs> platforms, same day, same time. Wow. Stay tuned. Anyway, we're gonna be talking about that on Adrenaline Gaming on Tuesday night next week, the third, the the sixteenth. Check it out. Adrenaline. What? All right. Next email before we go a little bit too crazy here, Dave. You want to take it? Not particularly. Well, good. I'm glad you offered. Nice. Dear hosts, hi. Long-time <laughs> listener to the show. Love the format. Variety of different chairs in the show. Even Crazy Dave fits in perfectly. That's oh, wait, 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 you. Crazy Dave. Yes. Thanks, bro. You're welcome. That was good, Joe. <laughs> I recently got a bit more playtime, so Skyrim it is. My question, you guys seem to always pwn everything in your path. What difficulty do you guys play on? Sorry play on for the awesome bad English. Um, from the, the real Nord of Denmark. Uh, I play default. I play awesome. That's what I play. My def- my, I'm on the, the default settings. I never, ever change my difficulty. Yeah. yeah. I didn't default even realize... Settings. I didn't realize it was a difficulty setting in the game until we got this email. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you realize the noobness of our cast. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about because I still get my head handed to me on a regular basis. Well, that's because it's you, Dave. That's um, because you're crazy, Dave. Damn. <laughs> 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 anyway, so I, I'm pretty. I think it's safe to say that we all play on the default, and that Dave default. needs to tone his down probably a notch or two. Now that I know there's difficulty settings, I may increase mine. <laughs> now nah, I get owned a lot. I don't think I'm gonna do that. Well, it depends. You know, at the level twenty, I start poning face, and well, my new character, she was poning face until about level ten, and then everything started poning her face. So I'm kind of wondering what I'm doing wrong with that one. But anyway. Oh my god, pony fish! That was uncalled for. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> That's never uncalled for. Alright, <laughs> next email. How about Eve? Our one nails this one. Nice. Hey guys! Long time fan, <laughs> first time writer. How cliche, huh? But anyway, down to the meat and potatoes of this email. First off, I was playing some Skyrim the other day, and I decided I should actually explore the other rooms of Skyhaven Temple, where Alduin's Wall is, and found something really freaking cool. In one of the rooms, 
To the left of Aldwin's wall is an enchanted one-handed katana-style sword called, wait for it, Dragon Bane. It's a sword that looks like the blade sword that you can get in the secret room of the inn in Riverwood. It can be it can be upgraded using quicksilver ingots. We call those samurai swords. Just saying. <laughs> with, <laughs> just saying. Uh, with the with the arcane blacksmith perk, of course. Its enchantments plus thirty five to damage dragons. Ten shock damage to everything else. Freaking awesome, right? I thought so. <laughs> also, didn't know if you had heard of another unique weapon in the game called Chillrend. Yes. It's also a... Oh, I love that. I love that sword. That weapon's uh, amazing. It really is. <laughs> it's uh, it's also a one-handed sword that can be found in Mercer Frey's home, Carlia, in Riften. Bradford. <laughs> Bradford. <laughs> <laughs> He's so going to hate his happening. He's so confused. Why do we mix his two names? But I, I don't know why we do it. it I don't know. It, it just flows. I don't know. Bradford just Because it's the same voice. It's the same voice that we use, I guess. I, I don't know. Uh, it can be found in Mercer Frey's home in Riften during the quest where you have to break in. Looks like a glass sword. It can be upgraded using refined malachite but has some pretty cool enchantments. Plus 30 points to frost damage, chance to paralyze the target for two seconds. One last thing related to TESO and Skyrim. Since Parthenax states that he was, excuse me, that he has waited at the top of the Throat of the World mountain since Alduin's banishment via the Elder Scroll and TESO takes place after that event, do you think we'll be able to reach Parthenax and speak to him? and fight him what are your thoughts thanks for humoring me love the show love you guys keep up the awesome work um you know i have to say they keep hinting that there might be some sort of in some sort of interaction between you and a possible dragon at some point in the game's history (laughs) (laughs) uh you know, maybe, maybe it's maybe they've got you. Uh, maybe eventually you're going to go up there and and uh, chat with Parthenax for a little bit and um, do something. I doubt you would kill him because he plays a big role in the upcoming Skyrim. You know, thousand years in the future. Yeah. And remember, you know, this is the time before the Greybeard. So guess what? You could be one of those humans that becomes maybe, possibly. I'm not sure. Just saying. I would. You want could to. become one of the first of the Greybeards. I'm being old, old, creepy, far on top of a mountain who likes to shout at things all day. That's just weird, dude. That sounds awesome. <laughs> uh, when it comes to <clears throat> when it comes to the unique weapons, there's actually between thirty and forty unique weapons located in all throughout Skyrim. They're found usually in unique locations like Mercer Frey's home or certain area rooms or areas in the game. But they're also found off of, of random drops on certain um, baddies throughout the game as well. So keep an eye on them. There's quite a bit. If you go to the, the Elder Scrolls wiki, it lists every one of them that's known. And there's a lot in the game. Yeah, that Elder Scrolls wiki is awesome. I used that to find um, ebony ore, like where the best ebony ore, the amount of it would be. And uh, I, you know, ran out to to the town that, that supposedly had it. And sure enough, yeah, it was there. And I used that to, to upgrade um, Dawnbreaker. And what town was it? Uh, I got it up in my notes. Hold on, let me let me see. Um, Shorestone, and you can find it in the Red Belly Mine. You go down there, you know, kill a whole bunch of spiders. It's at the very bottom, and well, you can not. find ebony ore in there. 
Yeah, I, I know of one node that was in um, Blackreach that has Ebony Ore. They also oh, listed Blackreach me. behind. That's where I could find all that stupid conundrum ore. There's a ton of it down there in Blackreach. Yes, there is. <laughs> it's a conundrum no longer. It's no longer conundrum. <laughs> Glad you caught that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Redbilly Mine in Shorestone. It's uh, northwest of Rifton and southeast of Windhelm. And you can get uh, get your, your ebony, uh, ebony ore there. Sweet. Well, whenever you decide to move up to a real set of armor, you can totally get your ebony ore, Ivarwin. Yeah. You know what? You know what? That's just not even right. Well, you know, there you go. There you have it, folks. Uh, Elder Scrolls Off the Record is full of chock full of useless and sometimes useful information. Cutting off a pigtail day, it's bold. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, Blue, we have some five-star review shout-outs. You want to get into it, buddy? <laughs> All right. uh, five-star review shout-outs from America. D-Man 75. Jacken Higar. From our friends up north in Canada, Kick DJ. DTTS. Kick the all right, yeah. kick man, girl, whatever, dude. You know what that is? That is that is someone who literally just typed in whatever his fingers were on <laughs> exactly. when making his okay. iTunes account. <laughs> this guy doesn't even know what yeah, his well, iTunes look, account name is. <laughs> K I K and J are right next to each other. If your finger on, on the right, the normal <laughs> yeah, keyboard I'm position, you, it's what he did. You have D. T- yeah, it's right all there. Yeah, that's I, exactly I want, what he did, dude. Dude, kick kick the DJ DTDS. <laughs> I want you to. I want you to send us an email and number one, tell us A, you're not Greek, and B, what happened when you did this? <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. Well, I'm, I'm, I can say that I'm part Greek. <laughs> you you look at my last name. <laughs> they, uh, they tell me, they call me Alphabet at work because my, my name literally has almost every letter in the alphabet in it. Ava Alvarez Great, now you got someone to, now you got everyone to hint at what your real name is and be like, what is it? What could it be? There's only 16 million combinations now. It's I'm telling you right now, you can't spell it. No, I, I have a hard time spelling it. <laughs> and we have more? Yes, we do. From our friends across the big, big pond in the UK. Bowden, 5190. Assassin, 14. Yep, because Assassin, 13 and 12 were dead already. Not a very good strain of assassins. (laughs) All right, our final thoughts, gentlemen. I am naming this show Crazy Dave. (laughs) Precisely. (laughs) But um, I have had a blast with this new format. It it flowed. The conversation felt natural to to me. I'm looking forward to doing it this way in in the future, guys. Just let us know what you think of it. I'm pretty happy with it personally, and I had a blast tonight. And I am going to get more Hearthfire time in so I can get more of a full review out for you guys. Yeah, I agree. I, I, like, the, I like the format. I think this, this, uh, this feels really good. You know, it flowed very well. I'm really enjoying it. I'm looking forward to what, uh, what everyone is saying uh, about the format. Uh, and for those of you out there who I may have offended that are Greek, I deeply apologize. <laughs> Did not mean to offend anybody. I never do. See if I on so, turned off the show at that, after that point, man. Well, this is the part where it's less interesting, so that's cool. They didn't miss anything. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So I I am sorry if I offended you. I did not mean to do that. Um, As far as... I did not. What? Put words in my mouth. 
look, I think it's I think it's pretty clear. If this if ESO goes sub or free to play, I'm going to be playing it no matter what. So, you know, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, but I, I think what we're getting is is uh, some pretty clear indications that that this probably will be going sub. So for those of you out there, start start gearing up with that thought process. I'd say that's a safe bet. Lou. Indeed. Free to play, you know, or subscription. I think the game, the future game, Elder Scrolls Online, it can see with both. And as a way to do it, I think they'll find a way, a nice happy medium for everyone to enjoy this upcoming game. And I'm bummed about Hearthfire, the preset show. I want total freedom. Yeah, I know. I want to at least be able to paint my house. I was thinking about this, though. When you're doing your Elder Scrolls segment, well, painting to you and thinking about it at the same time. I'm not just ignoring you, Lou. Promise. Um, Bastard. <laughs> well, I can. I, I see an opening for modders to go in and, and be able to make things customizable within that house, even the paint outside. That's true. I'm gonna go kill 50 pandits so I can get all their blood and make red paint for my house. That'd be awesome. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> this. This room was painted with the paint of tears. A little bit of pigment, and then you put some coagulated. Anyway, never mind. Oh. <laughs> Continuing on, Blue. <laughs> oh, Joe's House of Horrors. <laughs> Skyrim. Proper Halloween decoration. <laughs> oh, Elvira. Oh. <laughs> Anything else, Lou? No, no. I'm just contemplating your future House of Horrors if that ever if that ever occurs. That's, that's gonna be awesome. I can see it now. And David, Crazy Dave, oh, no, Deinforce no, no, Adams. No. <laughs> play the play the cat lady one. I want I want to hear that one again. <laughs> oh, that's so total win. <laughs> I just, I just want to give my, my final words to, to the different things along the way. First off, I want to say, you know, stay hopeful for a free-to-play model for Elder Scrolls. But if it is that we're going to have to pay a subscription, it's going to be worth it. It is. So either way, it's going to be it's going to be worth doing. And I'm looking forward to it. Yay. All right. Final thoughts, Mr. Evarwin. I gave mine. Not, no, not final thoughts. How to reach us. I am like... So caught up in everything else that I completely yeah anyway everyone I'm I'm screwing things up further so if everyone just save me <laughs> how to reach us <laughs> Elder Scrolls off the record dot com Elder Scrolls off the record dot com it's our website go to see us at Elder Scrolls off the record dot com ladies and gentlemen I made a mistake yeah, com is our website. QuestGamingNetwork.com is our portal site. If you want to reach us via email, yes, you can do that at ElderScrollsOffTheRecord at gmail.com. Don't forget about our $10 mentions, guys. Uh, if you'd like us to shout you out, uh, commemorate something, just say uh, that we're awesome. Hey, $10 gets you what you want. We'll mention you at the top of the show. You can uh, view all of that at ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com or QuestGamingNetwork.com. And it's, uh, it's right there on the right-hand side on one of our sidebars, $10 mentions. And don't forget all of our other shows here at the Quest Gaming Network. We are launching brand-new live shows that are genre-specific. Dungeon Crawler will be recorded Saturdays. It will be available after that, starring 
the Dean Force himself, Dave Adams. Dave, why don't you tell us a little bit about Dungeon Crawler? That's coming out yeah, soon, actually, isn't it? Uh, I have a few good losers from the networks lined up, including uh, Joe the Widget Wilson. He's uh, supposed to be on the premiere episode of it. I'm going to be. I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Even though you call me a loser, I might show still be there. Um, but yeah, we, we're going to go a little bit into some some changes that have come out within the last week about D3, as well as a few uh, inside views on Torchlight 2 and maybe even a few other games that you may or may not have heard of, such as Titan Quest, which I, I recently acquired and have been loving. Oh, that's a great game. It is a very good game. Cool. Minecraft Off the Record Live records Sundays at 7 p.m. live. Yeah, our, our only recorded show that's live right now. We do live, as I said, live some more. Live? Because we get a, a big response from it. We get a lot of people in the chat room. It's kind of fun and crazy. Yep. Uh, Swotor Reforged. That is recorded Mondays. And it's, uh, it's available after Monday. That is with myself, Lou, and Fred. Uh, don't forget uh, Wednesdays. We we are no longer doing the Holonet news. So the the news coverage that that we were doing on that show, you're going to hear highlighted on our main show. So it's just Swotor Reforged, the regular episode uh, each week. You can you can look forward to that on Mondays, and the QGN Community Cast records Saturdays. Available after that, and it's uh, it's every other week. And I think tomorrow the next episode is tomorrow. So- tomorrow tomorrow right yeah apparently the uh community listener that they have on the show which if you ever want to be on the community cast and talk to your favorite host on the network you can email us in at uh was it uh quest gaming quest. community yeah at gmail.com and um just tell them that you want to be on uh maybe give a little mp3 sample and tell them what host you want to talk to i know i'm going to be on tomorrow night because the community host requested me I don't know why. I'm kind of scared, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the guy that's been looking through your mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy. Oh, God. <clears throat> so you're a demon then? <laughs> and coming soon is Adrenaline Gaming coming Tuesdays. Tuesday the 16th will be the very first Adrenaline Gaming. We're Joe, what, uh, what can people look it, forward to? We're going to be recording on Wednesdays. We have to do it the Tuesday because we're going to be out of town on Wednesday, but... It's mm. everything first-person shooter, fighter, action platformer, awesome, blood-pumping blood greatness. Uh, a lot of Planet Side 2 talk. The Planet Side 2 off-record was is no longer. It's been weeded into Adrenaline Gaming. We're going to be talking a lot about Planet Side 2, which is like the ultimate Adrenaline game right now. A lot of Planet or Borderlands 2, a lot of that. I know everyone on the show has been you know, knees-deep into that game. It's been so much fun. And other games like Mortal Kombat, we're talking about Black Ops 2 coming out, you name it. And Quest Legion Podcast, our RPG RTS show. Uh, I think we settled on Fridays, right, Joe? Uh, Friday or Sunday? It was Friday. Friday, yeah. And our first episode is going to be November week. 2nd. Yeah, that one. And then right after that will be a new show also. The following week will be Fred's show, which is the... I forgot the name of it because I'm a loser. Obscure Legends, which is our Obscure Legends, our uh, retro gaming as well as indie games like Minecraft. That's right. And uh, yeah, so so there you go. That's our that's our lineup. We're going to be reminding you guys so you can you can look out for it. It'll be available on iTunes. It'll be available on Zune. 
our websites, of course. We're getting new websites uh, dedicated to these shows as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, the shows that are going the way of the Dota will be – those games will be covered on those individual shows. So. Yep. And Drillon Gaming actually hit iTunes tonight. Uh, actually, so did Dungeon Crawler. Yay. They're both up. Oh, episode zero is up for Dungeon Crawler and Adrenaline Episode Gaming. zero is up yep. for both of them. Yep. Sweet. 24 hours after submission. That's uh, that's good. That's a record. That's a record. Gosh <laughs> darn awesome. Uh, Twitter. If you guys like Twitter and you want to reach us, you can reach the show at Elder Scrolls OTR. Joe Wilson is at author J.R. Wilson. I am Avarwin. You may reach me at Evarwin, E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. Lou is at GamerGuy11B. G-A-M-E-R-G-U-Y-1-1-B. And Dave is at D-Enforce. D-I-E-N-F-O-R-C-E. Oh my god, you spell the first half, then you yell the second half. It's a format. D-I-E-N-Force! <laughs> at D-Enforce. And uh, J- if you don't know how to spell author, it's A-U-T-H-O-R-J-R Wilson, W-I-L-S-O-N. D-Enforce! Sorry. Wow, was that like our first real official fart joke on this show? <laughs> oh, yes. Did that just happen? Yeah, I, think. I think it did. Only 41 episodes in. There you go, people. Oh, uh, my God. We just, yeah. we just sank down to it real radio. <laughs> Elder Scrolls Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with Middle Earth Network. And I'd just like to say, foos for all you all next week. Take care, everyone. Be safe. May the foos be with you. Good night, everyone. Glad you were here. See you all again next week. Foos Rota. See y'all.